This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. With 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by iGrill. The iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that allows you to monitor the temperature of your food and smoker or grill from up to 200 feet away. Using the free iGrill app for your iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, you can set preferred temperatures, and your smart device will alert you when it's ready. It's perfect for cooking steaks to perfection or low and slow smokers overnight. Head to iGrillInc, that's the letter I, grillinc.com to learn more. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, the barbecue wood pellet choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks just like me. The perfect blend of two-thirds oak and one-third flavor wood gives you that right BTU burn and flavor that you're looking to get all over your meat with smoky goodness. Visit BBQRSDelight.com. And by Arno Smokers, a custom pit builder using innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge offset and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been the home to Arno Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. Please get in contact with Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or Tony at Tony underscore R-O-Smokers at Yahoo.com or visit their main website, R, the letter N, the letter O, R-N-O, Smokers.com. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you're really going to love, cooking with pellets. Green Mountain Grills are widely available across the country. Top-of-the-line manufacturing, but not the highest in price. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get started on your pellet adventure today. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
Hey gang, welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Yeah, it's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening show. If you want to get in touch with me at some point, more than happy to have you. 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are your two bits of direct contact information. Uh, should you want to know anything else about the show otherwise, feel free to hit up the main website, the BBQCentralShow.com. Here's what's happening on the show tonight in case you missed it. Hey, uh, maybe you didn't know that this past weekend was uh, what many consider to be the premier event when it comes to competition barbecue. Uh, people will be putting up um arguments to the contrary of course but many know that this weekend in october means only one thing which is the american royal and what signed out can't be signed hold on one g you try and put together a professional show damn internet's just wipes you right out all right the winner of the American Royal Open, Darren Worth, will be joining me in about 13 minutes. Boomba. Uh, right around 9.35. A uh, friend of mine, friend of the show, longtime guest of this show, and somebody who I actually hold a high amount of respect for when it comes to this industry in all facets, whether it be in business, uh, whether it be in the competition scene still, whatever. Fast Eddie Marin joins us here on the show. 9.35, then we'll move to the second hour. Was efforting the champion of the Kingsford Invitational. He's a hard guy to hold. Tuffy Stone from Cool Smoke. However... Somebody who finished really high in the standings and someone who actually holds more personal value to this show than Tuffy Stone. No offense, Tuffy. Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue, joins us. He took a fourth overall, by the way. Congratulations to Dave on that outstanding finish. And 10.35, we missed him last week. He confirmed with me over the weekend, and I am literally literally that uh, the smoking guitar player Fred Bernardo may or may not be joining. Uh, Fred, for some reason, doesn't wake up to one of his 78 alarms that are going to be going off to remind him that he's on tonight. I have something in backup, so don't fret. And it's a giveaway. Speaking of giveaways, we got a number of those as well. Three, well, two for sure. The third... The third, hi, hi, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> the uh, third giveaway could be held as like the potential segment to fill, if you know what I mean. Regardless of that, twenty dollars gift certificate from the superstore dot com will be given away, and uh, Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q will be giving away a bottle of his Sweet Smoke Q juice. The BBQSuperstore.com for the $20 gift certificate. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q.com for Sweet Smoke Q if you want to 
pick up a bottle of your sweet smoke Q juice. And then we're either giving away through the regular contest way, depending on how things shake out with the guests, a free eye grill unit, or we will play a game show for a free eye grill. Somebody's getting a free eye grill tonight before we leave, whether you like it or not. So there you go. That's what's happening here on the show tonight. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Dot com. What's going on? Here, come here. Good night. Marley going to bed at 9.04. Good for her. Early. It's an early night. Early night. If you are watching the show, I ask you each and every week, begging you to make some type of a social media post, whether it be through Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Tumblr, Reddit for the nerds. Let everybody know you're watching the show. Uh, you can catch it a number of different ways. Audio only, you can get it through my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. You can also use your smartphone, device, or tablet, or whatever you use. Download the TuneIn Radio app. Once you do that, it's free. Search BBQ Central. You can also, if you have a Roku or Chromecast, I think, uh, Kevin, I don't remember. Did you say Chromecast is, is also available? number of different IPTV protocols that are uh, able to get this show as well. Uh, For Roku, example, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app, and then uh, once you get there, hit the Watch Now option, which would be the one to the left of the Barbecue Central Show archives, and you can watch the show in fine, high-definition fashion right on your big-screen television. It's great. Very convenient. It's almost like you're watching this show on television. Well, that's because you're watching that show on your television. Boom. Fabulous. All right, I got this email from Nick Johnson. He's one letter away from having one of the coolest names in the world, if you know what I mean. Nick Johnson. Hi, Greg. It's Nick at Movoto. Could be Movato, not the watch. M-O-V-O-T-O. The Real Estate Research Block, which I do not subscribe to in any form or fashion. Get that big stuff out of here. We just named Austin, Texas as the top city in America for hot sauce lovers. We took into account hot sauce, hot sauce, I'm having trouble running words together tonight, and I have not been drinking because it's show night. We took into account hot sauce festivals, hot sauce stores, spice restaurants, and other factors. Check out our hot list, bovado.com blog, blah, blah, blah. I will go to that list. And uh, we will count down the top best hot sauce cities in uh, this particular fashion. Uh, number one is Austin. Hold on a second. Let's do this a different way. No reason to start at number one when we can start at number 10 is uh, Los Angeles, California. Number nine, Phoenix. Number eight, Palm Springs, California. Number seven, New York City. Number six, Houston, Texas. Number five, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Number four, New Liberia, Avery Island, Louisiana. Number three, Albuquerque, New Mexico. No surprise there. Number two, runner-up, New Orleans, Louisiana. And again, rounding out and or the number one. Hot sauce, appreciative city ever on the face of the earth, Austin, Texas. 
Home with some great brisket, too, from what I understand. If you don't believe me, there you go. That's uh, Austin right there winning uh, the being named uh, the best city for hot sauce lovers. Does that do anything for anybody? I don't know. Were you wondering who the top, the best? If you're a hot sauce lover, I mean, you probably want to get to a city that is uh, well-recognized for having the best experience for hot sauce lovers, right? You just can't be running around willy-nilly in some dunk city like for instance Cleveland not even a mention on the list not even the top 10 so I mean you don't want to be a hot sauce lover and then be skedaddling around the mean streets of Euclid or Cleveland or wherever you want to be serviced well gang you want to be serviced well on a number of different things you know what I mean but when it comes to hot sauce you want to be serviced the best and evidently your best service for hot sauce lovers is uh, Austin Texas and again a lot of good brisket around there, from what I understand. I got to check my. Oh, there we go. All right. uh, Darren Worth coming up in about five minutes from now. Ed Marin, 9.35. 10.14 will be Dave Bosca, 10.35, potentially. Fred Bernardo, laced in between giveaways, plus a free eye grill tonight as well. Show's jam packed. All right, Arno Smokers is a custom pit builder combining innovation and art in each of their cutting-edge, offset-style, and vault-style barbecue pits. Located in the heart of Texas near Fort Worth, Granberry has been home to R&O Smokers since the beginning. Arno Smokers has continued to widen its range using visionary planning both on the design level and the quality of their craftsmanship to bring their customers the finest custom pits on the market. If you have been looking for a custom pit without the hefty price tag and the weight, sometimes we call that lead time in the industry. Some of the other manufacturers on the market, do yourself a favor. Make RNO Smokers your first choice when you're looking. Now, mention that you heard about RNO Smokers on the Barbecue Central show. Receive an additional discount off the already low price. For more information, follow the link to their Facebook page, which can be found on the Barbecue Central Show website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Click on the logo at the bottom right or visit the sponsor page or the links page on my website. That will get you to Arno's Facebook page. Conversely, you can contact Billy Overton via email, B-I-L-L-I-E, Billy underscore R-O smokers, R-O like Royal Octagon, Royal Smokers, R-O smokers at yahoo.com, or you can contact Tony Belay. He's the pitmaster of Lone Star Smoke Rangers, by the way, in case you didn't remember that from his past appearances on the show. Tony, T-O-N-Y, underscore, R-O, smokers at yahoo.com. Once again, Billy, underscore, R-O, smokers, or Tony, underscore, R-O, smokers, both at yahoo.com. And don't forget to check out their Facebook page regularly for weekly drawings and giveaways from their barbecue partners as well. So it's just like we do it here on this show. Uh, People give me stuff to give away on the show, which we do. Uh, they obviously have partnerships over uh, within RNO Smokers to give away stuff on their Facebook page, which is our main outlet. And again, you can find that by visiting the Barbecue Central's homepage, click on the logo, or visit the sponsor or links page. And then you can get right over to the RNO Facebook page by uh, clicking on those respective links. RNO Smokers, a proud sponsor, and I'm happy to have them, of the uh, Barbecue Central show. All right, we'll step away real quick, and then we will raise up Darren Worth, the king 
of the American Royal this weekend and now for the next 12 months, whether he likes it or not. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Right, we are back. I love it when it goes like eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. You know, gang, in twenty twelve, my next guest finished second at the American Royal Open. Fast forward twelve months, you will uh, find them being able to be called the reigning American Royal Open Grand Champions. A very respectable fifth overall the day before at the Invitational. And all of his spare time manages to maintain successful barbecue restaurants. Sits at 10th place overall for KCBS Team of the Year points race. Let's go ahead and race over the hotline and welcome the king, Darren Ward from Iowa Smoky D. Darren, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fantastic, Darren. Appreciate you making time. I'm sure it's a very busy uh, last couple days considering everything that's went down in the past uh, 48 hours or so. You know, as you look back over the weekend... You know, how did that invitational cook kind of come together for you in a general sense? Uh, the invitational cook, uh, we thought we had a really good cook. Um, all around both days were really good cooks. I thought the, the pork, of course, was the strongest point of my cook, and of course it scored the Darren, I just lost you. Hold on one second. Okay. Uh, crap. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, perfect. I'm sorry about that. So uh, you thought pork was great, but that's uh, the one that kind of anchored you down. Uh, what about the other three categories? Everything seemed to go off without a hitch on those? Yeah, we did a little tweak on chicken. Um, the, you know, to our past recipe, ribs have been the same all year long. Brisket's been the same all year long. And, you know, solid cooks. You know, we figured people ask, you know, how it went. I figured, well, it's our 32nd contest of the year. If we can't be consistent by then, then <laughs> you're probably not going to be consistent at all. You know, when you are in a American Royal Open situation, so it's you and 600 of your closest other barbecue team friends and buddies, uh, are you approaching that as it's not necessarily a point of having to get your name called in order to win and you're just hoping to finish you know, maybe top 15, 20, 30, um, and have that kind of a thing? Or are you really looking to get called all the way through all four categories? Well, you know in the Open you're not going to get called in all four categories. It's just as much luck is involved in competition barbecue, that's just not going to happen. You know, but I will tell you that, you know, I came in that to win, you know, and that was really the only thing on my mind. It wasn't about getting, you know, 10th or 11th or 12th, and you can talk to a lot of my friends, 
um, throughout the day, I was talking to them. They said, what do you think? And I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in it to win it. The night before, you took a very respectable fifth place overall at the invitational side of things. Is it kind of a, a grind for you to cook all day that day before, turn right around pretty much without any rest, and then going right back into it in a lot different? I mean, it's almost – I mean, it's two different contests, but in a number of different ways. Is that a kind of a mental tax on the team, or are you kind of used to it having done it so many times now? We've done it so many times. I mean, I think we did five doubleheaders this year. Um, actually, if you talk to my wife, I think I'd like the challenge of a triple header, you know, where we actually had to cook three contests back-to-back. Um, it's just it's something different, but you just it allows you, you have to focus. You really have to focus, and you have to have your timeline, even though I'm not one to write stuff down on paper. Um, you kind of have to have that timeline in mind as how things are happening. So as I'm, you know, things are happening in the morning and the briskets and pork butts are still on the cooker, I'm getting meat inspected. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, I've had all the meat prep for the entire next day. So you just got to make time where there is time to make that happen. Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's on the phone with us. Smokey D's, like D-S, D's, BBQ.com is their website if you want to check them out while we're talking you know, the uh, individual results kind of as follows. Chicken third overall, which is great. Uh, ribs 14th. Uh, that pork was 198th. And then uh, 65 in brisket. So, you know, three of the well, – I mean, actually, considering the amount of teams, all four categories uh, were really well-placed. And then three of the four, obviously, very well-placed. Are you able to keep track of kind of everyone else to see how they're stacking up against you at the awards, or are you just kind of waiting to see where you fall out? Well, no, it, it was kind of interesting. We we figured, um, you know, there was a few teams with two calls. I think, I think Burnt Finger had three calls going into it, and and we thought they were going to win it. I mean, if you can go to a 500 plus team contest and somebody's going to get three calls there, I mean, chances are very well. Um, and maybe they only had two. I couldn't remember, but in my mind, I had it that Burnt Finger was going to win. Um, I knew we were going to be up there, and and actually, I figured uh, we kind of have this thing going on that it was my wife and I's 23rd anniversary and we right. always celebrate it sometime around Royal week every year. But every time it's landed on contest day, we've won reserve grand at the Royal. And so I figured, and we've done that twice. So I figured I was destined for a reserve grand because it was our anniversary, but we got surprised and pulled out the win. Yeah. Pull out the win. So not the bridesmaid. And uh, well, I guess both the bride and groom on that particular day, you know, when you hear your name called as overall champs, uh, given what down the night before and then uh, the cook that happened that day, uh, you know, what kind of emotions are kind of running between you and your wife and uh, realizing that everything has come to fruition? Well, you know, Sherry freaked out. You know, uh, she was just crazy, almost uncontrollable. I'm not even sure it set into me even yet about what's happened. Um, you know, I spent all day working on press release and with media and television and all this stuff of people calling and I've been on the phone all day long. My phone's been dead twice, you know, so I'm not sure I've even had time um, to really let it set in to say this really happened because, you know, it was kind of the top of our bucket list when it comes to competition barbecue. Darren Worth joining me here on the show, uh, pitmaster of Iowa Smokey D's barbecue talking about the win at the American Royal open portion this past weekend. You know, Darren, you've been doing this competition barbecue thing for quite a while now. You've won a lot of stuff. You've won a lot of contests. You've ranked high up in the uh, team of the year standings. I know you said this part hasn't really sunk in yet, but as you kind of look at this win compared to the uh, body of work that you've done so far, is this 
kind of at the top of the achievement list right now? I mean, where does it stack up against everything else that you've done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's totally at the top. I mean, the American Royal has been so good to us. I mean, we've been competing for 10 years. The first year we ever went to uh, the American Royal, we got called for a third place ribs with a perfect 180 score in ribs that first year. Since then, we've received, you know, and we didn't do very well overall. We were 50th or 60th back then. Um, but since then, I mean, we've hit three fifth place finishes, a third place finish, and two reserve grands. Plus, we've won every single category at the Royal <laughs> chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. Plus, we've got two 180s, one in ribs, and we got a 180 in brisket on Saturday at there. Almost hit a 180 on Sunday, had a 179.4 in my chicken. Huh. You know, so the Royal has just been amazingly, we've just been amazingly lucky there. Um, to hear our name. And, and as we say at the Royal, all you want to do is get your feet dirty because the stage is up. You have to walk across this dirt <laughs> arena floor. So everybody wants to get their feet dirty. All right. So when you kind of, uh, when you're able to take all of this in and, and you're able to kind of measure it up against everything else uh, this year, and you've been having you know a very good 2013 season you know as a as a whole i guess looking back from where we are sitting in the early parts of october all the way to when you guys started uh, this season out was it the first contest you guys did uh when i saw you in oklahoma or had you done a couple before that um we had actually done a couple before that you know we had we had cooked out and we have a home out in uh in uh, queen creek arizona out in phoenix you know that we cook out on so we had already um, cooked three Arizona contests with Lake Havasu and a doubleheader in Mesa before we got to Oklahoma. All right, so how are you evaluating this season, you know, as we sit in the beginnings of October, as you look back? Uh, are you pretty happy with where the team's at right now, where your rank's at, and how you're cooking? Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty happy. I mean, that win at the Royal, you know, actually bumped us up. Um, as I read yesterday, or last, first I read yesterday morning, we were at 10th place. I said, how was that possible? We were 8th and fell. And then today they were updated where we were moved up to tied for fourth in the country. Oh, for the love! You know, so we're pretty ha- we're pretty happy with that. You know, um, you know, in 2009 we made a run team of the year um, and finished second behind Rod Gray. Um, and, but team of the year really, you know, the run for team of the year is really not my focus. Uh, my focus this year was to win the same win the uh, American Royal and really place up high in the Sam's Club. You know championship and get invited back to that again as somebody who has made runs at the team of the year points is that something that you have to commit to from day one of that season or, or even perhaps kind of in that off season uh, from the year prior where you're going to have to map out the contest that you want to do i mean or can you decide quarter of the way halfway through the season that you want to make that run to chase down team of the year yeah, I don't. I, I think there's some teams out there that you know try and make that commitment up front. Um, I truly believe you, you've got to wait until most of these teams get ten contests in. Um, you, you know, most people don't think about it earlier in the year. Otherwise, they'd never cook anything but a fifty-team contest. If you're going to do that, that's going to be quite a commitment. You know, because you're going to have to travel a long way every weekend to find a fifty-team contest. Now, people are doing that. You know, we've got a great team of the year race going with True Bud and and uh, and Warren County this year. Yeah. And and I and I told Tim from True Bud, he says, "Well, you know, who are you rooting for?" And I said, "I'm rooting for a race. I want to see a race <laughs> to the end. I want to come down to the last and final contest." 
um, to see who's going to make that happen. It was very exciting a couple of years ago when it was you and uh, Pellet Envy and I Smell Smoke uh, right down, uh, I believe it was Lake Havasu or wherever it was right there in Arizona, that very last competition. Uh, Rod Gray pulling no, out a... Uh, Tempe, correct. Uh, Rod pulled out a win like it uh, in Florida the weekend before and kind of pushing it all the way to that very last weekend, which made it very exciting. I mean, do you foresee... Uh, well, first of all, I guess, did you ever see a point in scores where what Tim has amassed right now technically might not be enough to, to win Team of the Year? Well, I mean, Warren County, um, the one thing Warren County has going for him you know, Donnie has going for him is, you know, he got eliminated in the first round of the Sands Club. So, you know, Donnie's, or maybe it was the regional, but he's already had that behind him. You know, so now he's got weeks and he's going to be in North Carolina and Tennessee that are traditionally all big contests. Tim's going to spend three of the next four weeks, you know, tied up in non-point chasing contest. You know, if he can, he's got the Sands Club regional this weekend, we're going to be with him in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Um, then he qualifies. He's in Bentonville the next weekend, uh, a weekend of uh, trying to find a place in the quickly 50-team contest because that's what he has to do. And then the next week's the Jack Daniels list is no point. You know, so he's got some – He's got some. Uh, Donnie's going to be chasing points, and Tim's going to be kind of with his hands tied. It isn't going to do any good. So it's going to be interesting to see how Donnie performs. Um, I kind of hope that, you know, Donnie pulls one out and it comes down to the end because the thrill of the thing is not winning. The thrill is in the chase. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's. You know, Darren, you've seen this sport get really popular, especially, you know, over the last two, three, four years. Is there anything about this way competitive barbecue sits right now that you don't like or that you would like to see changed or tweaked? Well, I mean, I think everybody, you know, now with the new scoring system out, and, and I think from a cook standpoint, everybody really loves uh, the new scoring system. It's really starting to highlight what we always knew was there in the bad tables, you know, as far as, you know, hitting averages. And, you know, we went to a contest, um, you know, when you look at the Invitational, you know, there was a, a table at the Invitational that the first place on the table, on table number 16, there took the 125th in chicken and the 125th in ribs. That means if I hit that table and I was the best on that table, I got 125th place. Yeah. You know, it was just a killer, and it just throws people out of the contest. So I think as KCBS analyzes the scoring system and analyzes those judges, they have to either figure out a way to tweak the scoring system or, you know, somehow notify those judges, whether it's on a Monday morning with a report going out to the judges saying, hey, you were on this table that, you know, everybody else scored and the average was this, and your score was way below that. You need to you need to either be retrained or you need to, we need to talk about this and work through those issues to try and get those judges that are, you know, throwing out fours and fives for, you know, food. I mean, if it deserves a four or five, you give it, but you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, even us, we've got fives in presentation. I'm going, we've been doing this for 10 years. I don't think my wife could put together a box that had a five on it. Um, Darren, what uh, events do you have coming up that you're going to be cooking? Well, this weekend we're off to the Sands Club Regional Championship in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Um, and then after that, hopefully we qualify. Um, and we'll be at the Sands Club National Championship in Bentonville next week. Haven't really decided. Uh, we may take the week off the week of the jet because we didn't get that draw. Um, the next week um, we were planning on being in Laughlin, Nevada at the contest and then staying the week out there and cooking the World Food Championship. But mm. now with the win at the Royal, 
Uh, we've been invited to the Kingsford Invitational, where we're yep. going to compete on an aircraft carrier in a harbor in New York City on the weekend of November 9th and 10th. So I still may be up to the challenge that I'm going to be in Laughlin, Nevada, and then get back clear back across the country to New York City um, by the Thursday of next week. So we'll see. You, are you excited to cook in that Kingsford Invitational, or do you think that's just you know kind of a big promo for Kingsford? Well, it, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to go against the teams that are there. You know, we, you know, I don't know everybody that's there, but I know Rod Gray, you know, a longtime friend of ours is going to be there. Mark Lambert from Sweet Swine Mine. So, lots of great guys. It's going to be a great challenge, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Darren Worth joining me here on the show. Darren, before I let you go, if I could, since you know we're kind of in between, and of course, Sam's Club uh, the finals has really made an appearance over the last uh, couple of years. But you know, it's always been the American Royal, Jack Daniels. Is there too? Is there credible mystique to the Jack Daniels, or, or is it a competition that's overhyped when you compare it to the American Royal? Or perhaps can you not compare the two? Well, I mean, it's it's different because you know the Jack. The first time you go to the Jack, and I always, I mean, my partner, you know, Shad and Angie, they're going to the Jack this year. Our friends Brian and Carrie Luke from It's 5 o'clock somewhere, um, they're going to be at the Jack. Um, it's going to be their first time. There's nothing more magical than pulling into the holler um, with your trailer and getting ready to go at the Jack. It's something really special. As far as the competition, it's not necessarily the you know top 50 teams in the country. We know that. It's a marketing thing um, through – Brown Foreman because they want a team from every single state so they can push Jack Daniels and, and you know it's their contest. Um, they can do that but from the judging. You're not dealing with necessarily if you're dealing with certified judges. They were just you know trained yesterday for the most part. It's really television um, celebrities, newspaper, food authors, whatever. It's not people that are normally judging barbecue. So I think it just opens up the level of luck that really needs to happen. And it becomes a crapshoot. So, you know, I put more in the American Royal. I put more in the Sam's Club National Championship, you know, as far as quality of wins, even though the Jack, you know, I think those have come up. You know, another thing is the King of the Smoke Ground Pump Springs, California with the Big Papa Crew. You know, I mean, that's a pretty prestigious group yeah. of cooks. Some of the best 25 cooks in the country are going to be cooking that. Um, you know, so there's... A, to me, there's a lot more prestige in those than there is the Jack Daniels, even though they hype up the Jack a lot more. Darren Worth is the pitmaster of Iowa Smoky D's. You can find them at SmokyD'sBBQ.com. They just won the American Royal Open this past weekend. Darren, good luck at the uh, Sam's Club Regional this weekend, and then obviously everything else you have going down. I'm sure we'll catch up with you, and uh, we'll see what's happening next time we chat. Okay, sounds good. All right, Darren, thanks so much for coming on tonight. There he is. Okay. Darren Wharf, Iowa Smoky Bees. That guy is a class act, by the way. I got to meet him in person in October at the uh, Smoking at the Run at the Buffalo Run Casino. Loose slots in Oklahoma. And right at the end of that conversation, I literally swallowed a fly. It flew right in my freaking mouth. And I cannot recover from it. Oh, my God. Didn't taste it, but it got stuck right Right here. Got stuck right there. Can feel it. I could feel it wiggling around. It was crazy. Crazy town. Um, but Darren and his wife, Sherry, uh, absolutely two of the classiest people out there on the uh, circuit today. If you see them, you know, I always caution anybody, you know, just don't, like, foot traffic around and, 
you know, knock on door. But if you know, if you see they're around and they look amenable, they're not, you know, taking meat off the cooker. You know, they might get cut by a lot of these teams, literally. Otherwise, you know, go up, introduce yourself. They're more than happy to field questions and kind of give you their background story and all that stuff. But uh, congratulations to Darren and Sherry for winning the American Royal Open this past weekend, and we'll see how they do come the uh, very last regional round of the Sam's Club final. And then don't forget, uh, for the teams that are competing this coming weekend, they got to turn right back around and do the final as well. That'll be uh, rounding out the last 50 teams, This or the last, uh, ten, the last uh, 10 teams from the regional will go in. That will cap off uh, the top 50 teams going to the final. Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. Fast Eddie coming up next. All right, let me tell you quickly about uh, Butcher's Barbecue. Now, you know, obviously I can talk at length about any number of things when it comes to Butcher's Barbecue. Uh, the fact that the uh, pitmaster himself uses his products in competition. Uh, he just finished fourth overall at the uh, Invitational, and uh, we're going to be talking about that next hour with the pitmaster, Dave Bosker. You know, when you are buying injections, because, look, look, injections are all the rage right now. Everybody's uh, looking to get injections out there on the market and all this stuff. But sometimes, you know, you try something, maybe it uh, really doesn't jive with your style or you uh, start to see scores drop and you've spent all this money on an injection that isn't performing for you. You're like, man, I'm screwed. What am I going to do now? Rest easy. Check me out. Go to ButcherBBQ.com. And then at the very top right, the trade-in link, right? The trade-in link. Click that, and then you are off and running. You can print off a label and then send whatever you have commercially made off to Dave Bosk. He's going to weigh it. All ways are final by Dave. And then in return, he's going to send you back the prime injection, the pork injection, the beef injection, or the bird booster, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever you want. All of his injections are up for this task. But now you are not screwed. You're not going to have to sit around because what's the alternative, right? You're going to have an injection that you don't like. You're not going to reuse it again because you've already decided you don't like it. It's just going to sit somewhere. Forget it. Who needs it? Well, they can give you Butcher Barbecue in return. His injection doesn't get any better than that. Approves the full line of uh, products, offerings that he has on the website. Again, that website, ButcherBBQ.com. ButcherBBQ.com. Uh, my favorite rub is the honey rub that he has. And, of course, I love the uh, sweet barbecue sauce. Get six, get ten, get twelve, buy a case. Is it case six? ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We are back with Fast Eddie right after this. Stick around. We will be right back.
All right, your first item to win tonight, a $20 gift certificate. $20 gift certificate from the Barbecue Superstore. TheBBQSuperstore.com. That's TheBBQSuperstore.com. All you have to do is send me an email, and then the subject line, Darren Worth, King of Barbecue. Darren Worth, King of Barbecue. You don't even have to spell his name right. Feeling in the giving mood. Thanks to uh, Richard Parker and all the gang over at TheBBQSuperstore.com. Darren Worth, King of Barbecue. It's easy. Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me, should you feel the need. My next guest, uh, way, way a long time ago, created the FE line of cookers, uh, winning on the competition circuit before the competition barbecue circuit was even popular, doing it back when you kids were just pups. And uh, fresh back from the American Royals dance-off, let's go ahead and welcome back friend of the show, Ed Marn. Ed, how are you, buddy? Hey, Jim. Great, Greg. How are you tonight? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Ed, appreciate you making time for the show, as always. Uh, so, you know, big weekend probably for you in a number of different ways. I mean, you, you know, used to cooking it. You're used to expoing for business. Uh, I guess in, in, a, in a recap sense for the Fast Eddie brand, what does the American Royal weekend mean to you? Uh, <laughs> no, no fun. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's like a four day trade show for us. It's crazy. Uh, with all your customer base down there, it's just like, you don't get any time to yourself. Any, you know, all I got to do is walk out of the motor home and somebody's got my ear and we're talking about barbecue or cooking or equipment or, or something. It's like, you know, you, you just can't turn it off for four days. And you're not, um, that you're not cooking or competing down there, are you? Yeah, I competed. Oh, you did. You can't okay. tell that you, you couldn't hardly tell that this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you are down there and it's like the trade show and you're cooking at the same time, I mean, it's different when you go to an event and I mean, you're still going to get hit up by people that know who you are and, and want to talk shop with you, especially about the cooker side of things. But you know, if you're off somewhere in a kind of a distant competition versus being at the Royal, I mean, two different things. Is it hard for you to get that work in and hit your marks and do everything you need to do at a royal setting versus you know somewhere else? Oh, ten times worse, uh, hard, harder. Uh, just like for instance, uh, you know, I had a, a customer from Australia that I hadn't met yet, and he decided three days before the royal just to show up and didn't say anything to us to come. He didn't take a lot of our time, but it's amazing that you got a guy that got on an airplane three days before the Royal just decided right then and flew 18 hours to come to the American Royal. I mean, that, that's not uncommon. Uh, it's crazy that, you know, everybody and their brother wants, they, you know, the commercial world really does take a look at this and wants to, you know, what is the deal about barbecue? So I guess I'll just go to the Mecca and find out. So as far as people that are either in a, in a cursory sense, kind of looking at competition barbecue, or, or maybe they're just interested in, you know, what it's all about. Is this somewhere you need to get to at some point if you really kind of are, are in this industry or you kind of like what you see from TV shows and stuff like that? 
Well, it works for us. I mean, we're, you know, we have such a presence in the, the competition barbecue world because of my roots from so long ago and, and the great customers just like David Bosca and, and I, I hate to start naming them all because there's so many, <laughs> so many of them, but yeah, you know, it's, um, it, it is. And then, then you have the restaurant tours and media and everybody that comes and, and you do do a lot of groundwork there for things that go on throughout the year. Um, it just makes so much sense to be there, uh, for us business wise. It's, it's, it's a must, it's a must, it's, it's become a must deal, just like the national restaurant association show for us in Chicago. Ed Marin joining us here on the show, his website, pellet cooker.com if you want to uh, check out some of his rigs while we're chatting it up here tonight you know ed uh, a lot of east coast teams kind of stayed home if you will and did that atlantic city contest uh grand championship paid ten thousand at that one uh, bigger purses on the same weekend could that hinder teams from making that run out to the royal that maybe they would normally do on other years if purses continue to build out in that section of the country Oh, I hope it does. I mean, uh, it sure is not going to affect the American Royal. <laughs> they always have a waiting list for people. I mean, 562, and they're looking for places to put people. Um, you know, they they don't really – it doesn't mind them where you come from. Uh, their numbers are going to be there. It's always going to be the mecca that it is. Um, and I there's – the way the sport's grown, there's plenty of room for other – I mean, the West Coast could do it on the same weekend, and it still wouldn't affect it. You know, you mentioned how this thing is growing now sport-wise in competition barbecue. Uh, you know, what kind of flavor profiles are you see or do you see that are winning kind of weekend in, weekend out, and, and maybe any new trends that you are seeing starting to develop? Boy, after this weekend, you couldn't – I don't think brisket's changed a whole lot. Um, um, you know, chicken, pork, and – and ribs, I mean, everything's still kind of Swedish. You know, I, I don't think things have changed a whole lot in the last few years. Uh, I think you got to be a better cook. I think you got to be dead nuts on. I mean, I, I, I didn't get my ribs done, and I, I really affected, you know, affected me. I'm, I'm going to be interesting to see the scores and where I ranked on the tables. That's going to tell me a lot. I do like that about the KCBS um, deal a lot. I, I like that a whole bunch because it's going to tell you um, a lot about how you're cooking. I mean, if you can be if if you can be number one on your table, how much better can you get? You know, even though the table may not score high, it's going to tell you within those six people where you ranked it, that they all agreed whether or not you were pretty good or you weren't. Fast Eddie joining me here on the show. Um, I want to say it was two or three months ago, Ed, I was talking with Tim Grant from True Bud, and I was asking him kind of a similar question, and and he mentioned that perhaps... Hey, hang on a second. I must have an emergency. Can you hold up for a second for for me? No problem. Fast Eddie on emergency. What is going on over there? Fast I... My... Okay, sorry about that. My cooker won't work. What's wrong? Uh, are there pellets in it? Oh, you got to put pellets in it? Oh, sorry. Go back to your interview. <laughs> um, uh, Tim made a mention that he, he was perhaps seeing teams getting away from injecting uh, pork butts and uh, perhaps even briskets. Any rumor or anything that you've seen to corroborate that story, or 
Is he hoping that by him saying that he might get teams to stop injecting? <laughs> oh, I think it's doubling. Is it? I don't think I, th- I I don't believe they're getting away from it. I think they're in, they're trying to get more flavor in their product is what they're doing. I just, I I don't unless they're unless they're firing people's taste buds off with something pretty hot because I mean everybody can be sweet or have some you know really nice rub flavor or whatever. I think it's going to be depth and flavor, and I sure as heck don't believe. Uh, I don't I don't see that going on. All right, so I've whatever that. I mean, technically it was like season three or four, but everybody calls it season one of Barbecue Pitmasters, and uh, Myron Mixon was hauling around that Wagyu brisket, and all of a sudden you kind of see a run of popularity in the Wagyu beef. Do you see any type of uh, specialty like hog coming down? Uh, I know, I think it was like the very first episode or podcast that we ever did, you were talking about how you used to use uh, Berkshire uh, butts in competition, uh, but you really weren't really injecting too much at that point, and obviously that's changed do you see anything in the in the hog category that might be becoming a little bit more specialty? Well, I think you you know, Bing's there is good injections, you know, for pork. I think it's done away with having to buy that high dollar Berkshire and get some good depth in, in flavor in pork and also you don't have to cook it so high a temperature if you've got it injected to retain super great moisture in it like, you know, a a, a good high grades got. You know, um, I I find it interesting. I think the reason why you're going to see, you know, such a high-grade stay in the beef product out there is because of brisket. Being, so many people want to go to a five- or six-hour cook on brisket. You can't go to that quick of a cook with a lower grade of beef because you don't have near the amount of marbling in it. But what it's also doing is costing people cooking that hot and fast and that hard. Even though they're squaring them briskets up and getting them nice and thick on the end, it'll start crumbling off on the edge. If I was sitting down talking to judges and saying, you really want to see a pit master that really did a really nice brisket, has he got a smoke ring that or goes all the way around that bris? Do you see it go all the way around, or is he cutting his edges off like Myron Mixon wants to show a box? <laughs> where's the where, where's where's the edges of that brisket at? Did you lose and crumble those edges off? You know, I mean, a, a guy that can cook a really good brisket's going to keep that whole thing all the way around there, and it's not going to crumble off on the edges. That's a telltale sign whether or not he cooked a hot and fast brisket. Ed Morin joining us here on the show, pelletcooker.com is his website. Uh, Ed, before we get to the products real quick, I wanted to ask you this one question. You know, we've seen the sport kind of grow and grow year after year, and if you look at the amount of competitions that are going on and you look at some you know, pretty crappy payouts in a lot of these competitions, do you think that there is a real opportunity at this point for like a true pro series where you might see 20, 30, 40 teams, uh, 30 events traveling across the country, but with the same judges making that move as well. Is that like a pie in the sky? No possibility. Is that closer than we think? What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's pie in the sky and no possibility. Personally, I, I really don't, you know, the, the barbecue cook-off world is is all about getting your locals and your local people and kind of becoming more, you know, you of of a community type affair than than going to be some sort of a uh, uh, of show. I mean, it, it's not a show. You know, it, people come to a barbecue because of it's festive. 
is what they do. And it's not an NASCAR race. Okay. It's not WWF wrestling. It's, you know, it's just, it's like watching grass grow, man. And, and when everybody's neighbor, when some of their neighbors and friends and locals and people and, and, you know, that kind of thing goes on, that's what draws and makes big events. And that's how come the American Royals become what it has over the last 30 years. All right, Ed, so a uh, quick update on your uh, products right now. Of course, you have the, the grill, and then you have uh, the FEC cookers. Yep. Um, the We got one more model of FEC smokers that we're working on to come out with. It's a, it's a grown-up 120. Um, I don't know. I think we're getting pretty close to getting airflow right in it. We're hoping to have it ready sometime right after the first of the year. So um, it'll be another stationary unit. We feel like it's going to be a, a, a really good, solid piece for the restaurant industry because it'll probably have about a 220 or 250-pound capacity for a very small footprint. So um, we're looking – that's the – I'm going to talk about – probably shouldn't have said anything, but I'm going to start putting the pressure on because I think we can have it ready somewhere right after the first of the year. Um, then we're going to kind of jump ship, and I've got a project in here to work on another industry. It's still a food service related, and I'm not going to talk about it much, but it's probably going to be a two- or three-year project. Oh. And I'm really looking forward to getting this thing up and running. Uh, any pretty, uh, any teasers or anything? Um, Nobody's listening. It's just it, me and you. It, it'll run on a. It'll have a belt. How's that All running right. through it? It's going to be a commercial grade sander, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Marin joining me here on the show. He's the pitmaster of Fast Eddie's Barbecue Team, uh, and of course, you can find him at Pellet Cooker. Hey, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw this out there if you got yeah. a couple minutes. Yeah, please. Uh, you know, we're talking about the new scoring system and yeah. I, and the next evolution to come along. And um, I, I think what's the next evolution coming along for the KCBS, I could be, you know, wrong or just the pie in the sky here. But I think what you may start seeing is a second round of judging. More like what, you know, you, you're going to make this, you're going to make the final table. Like a, almost like a, a, a well, I mean, not like Memphis Barbecue Network, but uh, multiple judging sessions. Yeah, you'll have a secondary judging session hmm. where you take a sixty-team contest or, or however big a team contest yeah. they are, okay. And what you do is you break them up into thirty-team contests. You're gonna uh, you're gonna assign thirty teams to five tables is what you're gonna do, and then you're gonna take out of those five tables. You're gonna you're you're gonna have small contests, and then you're gonna mix the winners off of those, and then they're gonna seat they're gonna seat the judges off the best highest scoring tables, and they'll be the second round, and then they're gonna come back to those winners and say, okay, let's submit your second round, hmm. and and go to there, and then do it, and and really you know kind of even it up and really try to be the best of the best is what I kind of see coming down the pipe. Do you see, given the fact of, you know, how all over the board these scores are, that that's something that would really help even out everything and, and give everybody a uh, as even footing as they possibly can get? Yeah, you only got four out of five tables. Yeah. Okay? I mean, the 30-team contest is the perfect size contest as long as they run six entries per table. Okay. I mean, you're only you're you're only, you're going to hit. There's only one table out of those five you're not going to be on, 
is is what it is and you're then it's like going to a smaller events and that's really going to and then what you do is you take the winners of those so if you down to two guys then the two guys could be a final table and they could take the 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 and they could enter on that one table then mm-hmm. or you could take the top you know percentage you could take the top two or three or whatever and make sure you fill up those tables if you want but uh, if you want to go that far but it, you know they can that can all be shook down but i see a second round of judging coming up you're going to have to cook enough food you're going to have to put it away and hold it yeah. it's going to have to be ready to go you're going to have to stage it you're going to have to do whatever but i i see competition barbecue getting more complex on the cook is what i see have happen all right. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Prognosticator Ed Marin joining me here on the show. Again, the website, uh, pelletcooker.com. Eddie, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on today. All right, Greg. You take care, bud. All right. Take care. There he is. Ed Marin. Amidst barbecue emergencies and everything calling in there. I've never had a guest say, uh, I got to take this call here. Hold on. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, hello. Yeah, you have to hit the on switch in order for that to uh, fire up, madam or sir. Something else that has an on switch, the eye grill. <coughs> Man, that fly I swallowed is haunting me. Uh, coming up later in the show, we're going to be giving away an eye grill. I don't know exactly when, but we're going to give it away second hour, so stay tuned for that. Let me tell you a little bit about this eye grill before you... Decide if you want to win it, whether we play a game or whether it's going to be an email contest or whatever. Uh, the iGrill is a Bluetooth-enabled cooking thermometer that pairs with your Apple or Android device using the free iGrill Pro app, which can be downloaded in the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store, depending on what operating system you have. The Bluetooth range is up to 200 feet, so you can monitor your food from practically anywhere in the house. That gives you the free time to do whatever you want. With the assurance that your food is being cooked perfectly. You can watch a game, you can mow the lawn, you can chat with your neighbor, do whatever it is you want to get done. Your iGrill's got your food covered. Now, the iGrill has dual probe capabilities. You can monitor two different pieces of meat at once. You can also measure the ambient temperature of your smoker or grill using the ambient temperature probe that can be purchased at iGrillInc.com. That's I, the letter, the word grill, and then Inc, I-N-C, iGrillInc.com. Within the app, you can set maximum and minimum temperature settings. If your smoker gets too hot or too cool, your smart device will alert you. Now, in addition, if you want to save some cashish, within the app, you can set maximum and minimum temperature settings in your grill or smoker. Yeah, okay, how about this? If you want to send, if you want to save cash, you can enter the promo code CENTRAL at checkout. CENTRAL. C-E-N-T-R-A-L. Get 15% off everything when you purchase it at iGrillInc.com. And don't forget, they also offer free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. So if you buy the iGrill, you get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Free iGrill app with iOS has Facebook integration, so you can upload pictures of what you're cooking right in the iGrill Facebook page. The app also has a globe feature that shows you all the other iGrillers around the world. You can see you and everybody else around the world. Jet-setting iGrill. You can use the graph to monitor the speed at which your temperature is rising is full of features msrp $79.99 that qualifies for free shipping and don't forget we're going to be giving away an iGrill tonight in the second hour website iGrillInc.com that's the letter I the word grill I-N-C iGrillInc.com 15% off everything at that website when you order 
or when you uh, enter Central in the checkout. Central. Uh, last segment winner was uh, Pitmaster. You win the $20 gift certificate. You don't need to send me anything. I will make sure that uh, Rich Parker gets that. Uh, we'll back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Holy moly. A coughing fit of seismic and gargantuan proportions. Holy muck. I think I almost just threw up off air, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy. All right. Uh, thanks again to Fast Eddie Marin for joining me this past segment. A lot of great takes. A lot of uh, talking. A lot of people ask me, what did you find most interesting about that? conversation you had with him. Well, the first was two rounds of judging, because you know goes there, cooks are going to be pissed. How am I going to hold? I'm going to have to cook two different meats. Just like they do at uh, Memphis Barbecue. Two different meats. Did they do that at IBCA, too? I got It's not going to hold that long. The thing that I found most interesting was when you cook hot and fast, the edges of your brisket crumble. So when you cook hot and fast you gotta be creative with what you turn in you know what i mean uh, not being a competition cook i didn't know that uh, technically when you're cooking that fast and it makes sense right it's thinner uh that those will crumble off so when you're looking at the slices it'll square up the flat first and then get the slices that way instead of having that uh, full shape on the turn it and uh, hence the full smoke ring not just at the top do a lot of the competition cooks trim the fat off the bottom? They go uh, pretty lean on the bottom? I would imagine. Oh, no. Who knows? I, I think I've heard people say, I'm going to leave the fat on it. I don't know. What, are, what are, Do judges like fat on the bottom of brisk? Way in. Fat on the bottom? Maybe they just trim them all and trim that fat cap all the way off on the briskets. What? I love a fat bottom. That's right. Personally, I fat bottom. One of my favorite OU songs ever, by the... All right. Uh, we'll step away. We'll reload for the second hour. You are listening to Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the... From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? 
<laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty four wieners. Delicious, Lavernius. Shake face. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we're in the second out. Bring it. All right. We still have a bottle of sweet smoke Q juice to give away this hour from Jim Elser. Appreciate Jim giving away the sweet smoke Q juice. You can find that at sweet smoke and then the letter Q.com. Sweet smoke Q. And uh, we'll also be giving away a free eye grill. That's an $80 value. You like $80 values? And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but uh, what is going on here? Let me check up my... Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Oh, where did I go? What'd I do? Where'd I go? Uh, love a mic. Here we go. Uh, where, where did my brain go? $80 for the iGrill. We're going to be giving that away tonight. All right, still to come tonight. Dave Boss to Butcher Barbecue. That's right. Still to come after Dave, the smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bernard. Correct. But it looks like iGrill will be an email contest. Maybe I should uh, give that to the, to the podcast listeners, like dump in a little something post-production. You know what? I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Get that big stuff out of here. Oh, no. We suck again. On the show tomorrow night, don't forget, we've added a new night to the show from 9 to 10 on Wednesdays. Hump day. Too easy. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy joins me in his uh, what will now be regular weekly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. And then, as promised... You would recall a number of weeks ago we were doing the Hog with a Heart raffle. That class, the Hog class, actually took place this weekend over on the American Royal. And Kent Wheelis and Phil McGrain will be joining me tomorrow to recap their time and experience this past weekend at the Hog with a Heart class. Maybe give us a little insight as to what they learned and you know if they would have paid the $1,500 for the class, would they have gotten proper ROI on that, so on and so forth. So uh, looking forward to talking with those two gentlemen as well on the uh, Operation Barbecue Relief fundraising whole thing. Perfect. Can't wait for that. And then Ask Dr. Barbecue. So uh, if you're listening right now or you catch this in the morning before we uh, get on the show Wednesday, if you have a question that you would like Ray to answer, uh, go to the website Ask. Dr. Dr. I'm sorry, askdrbbq.com. Askdrbbq.com. 
uh, that will redirect you to the show page I've built for Ray, and uh, you can ask questions there. You can just email them to me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. But we do have a number of great questions that we'll be addressing tomorrow, plus a number of other topics that we can hit as well. So looking forward to that. All right. Uh, As uh, kind of stated, this show, we're a little American royal-focused, and why not? I mean, it's a huge competition. If you did not get your results, uh, top 10 as follows, American Royal winning it. Tuffy Stone Cool Smoke. And a 700 to boot. 700 and loose change. Uh, T-Max Smokin took reserve. Q-Ow took third, having a great year. Uh, Dave Bosco Butcher Barbecue took fourth place. We'll be talking about that in about uh, 9, 10 minutes. Iowa Smoky D's took fifth, and they won the Open the next day. Uh, Ryan Neustrom from Big T's Q Crew took sixth place. Look at this guy, like literally out of the middle of nowhere. Robert McGee, Munchin' Hogs at the Hilton. Seventh. Gillies Barbecue, eighth. Gillies has been one of the top consistent teams out there cooking this season. And I don't want to say that they are, uh, you know, a team that's under the radar per se, but I I don't know if a lot of... uh, Peripheral people know Gillies, but um, you know they're sitting eighth overall in the KCBS Team of the Year standings. So uh, you know you still have a True Bud, Warren County, one two, Killer Bees third, uh, and then there's a tie for fourth between Hogtide Barbecue and Iowa Smoky D's uh, KCBS Team of the Year. As I get back to my uh, American Royal Invitational results. So Gillies was the eighth. Wilbur's Revenge took ninth. Uh, by the way, folks, that is. Uh, David Marks competition cooking team from Operation Barbecue. Good job uh, for David there. Wilbur's Revenge. And uh, rounding out the top 10 on the invitational side, Sizzlin' Bones Barbecue. And uh, top teams, uh, top 10 teams for the American Royal Open. Of course, we know the winner of that. We just talked to the 914. Uh, Darren Worth, Iowa Smoky D's with a 687, almost 688. Clark Crew Barbecue took reserve. Wildcatters Q Crew third. Uh, Q Out took fourth. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they took a third and fourth, respectively, invitational open side. Uh, Fishing Eagles took fifth. Ripple Q took sixth. Shiggin and Grinnin, last year's defending champs, a respectable seventh with a 683. This is how we cue it. <clears throat> this is how we cue it. Took eighth. Tippy Canoe Crew, Tippy Canoe Barbecue Crew took ninth place, rounding out the top ten. Blue Bucket Barbecue, Blue Bucket. Dude, that was a good singing. Laughing at me in the. Easy to laugh at me off camera, bitches. Total power. Right. Told them. Don't hit me. Uh, the Sam's Club Mid- Midwest, is it Midwest City, Oklahoma? That regional will be taking place this coming weekend. Looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, jam-packed. Jam-packed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't forget Ray Lampy coming up tomorrow. And, uh, again, the guys that uh, won the Operation Barbecue Relief uh, Hog with a Heart. Fun- it was a fundraiser is what I think what we had. So there you go, uh, Dave Bosca coming up next. So what did you think of the uh, American Royal? And, and, you know, I don't think my question was 
it could have been ill-assed. I mean, look at the asker, but... I think if uh, on a on a American Royal weekend, if you look at the teams that didn't show up, I mean, did it hurt the attendance? No. I mean, you know, it's always going to be probably the main draw that weekend. But I think you saw teams that would normally make that trip out. Some pretty high-level teams, some pretty high-profile teams, they stayed East Coast. They went up to Atlantic City. Uh, the payout was like ten grand in the Atlantic City champion or the Atlantic city contest and you know, why drag ass? Oh my, this fly is killing me. Holy mother. Why drag ass three quarters of the way across the country, you know, Mecca or not. When you had that many teams uh, at a, at a East coast conference or East coast conference, yeah, East coast contest paying 10 grand, I believe to the winner as well. So geez, when you look through the list of teams that stayed local on East Coast, there was a really good handful of top teams. Yeah, and uh, Sylvie Curry making a great point as well. Uh, Dana Point uh, had almost 100 teams at their contest as well. And there were still 600 teams at the American Royal Air. You know, give them time. You know, you might start to see uh, the numbers drop, especially if you get a couple other really big cooks that weekend that have really big money. But I got to know what's going on with the audio feed or the audio side of my broadcast because I just jumped from my traditional amount of, you know, like 50 or so people to 82. What? 82. Must be an Apple glitch or some kind of kooky stuff like that. All right. Uh, we got Dave Bosca coming up in just a couple minutes. We have Fred Bernardo, the smoking guitar player, coming up after that. And I think the fly that flew down my throat is still living in my throat right now. That fly is a bastard. You know who else did really good this weekend? The Barbecue Guru. That's right. I believe they took a reserve grand at uh, Atlantic City. Did they take reserve at Atlantic City? I think they did. You're right, Kent Wheeler. Show karma for David. They said next year prize pool will go from fifty thousand Atlantic City to ten uh, to a hundred thousand, bumping fifty thousand a year till they get to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy moly! Watch it. Yeah, Guru got results. So, here's what you need to know about the barbecue guru. You know, maybe you're like me. You started a new job today. You're going to be a busy working professional. Uh, maybe you're on the run with kids, busy mom, busy dad, a lot of dads staying home as well. Quite frankly, you just don't have time to set around and tend pit temperatures. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs or all of those things. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. Barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature you set it at. There's a number of different models to choose from. Uh, the two most popular ones right now, the eat what I call the easiest point of entry. <laughs> For uh, automatic pit temperature control devices, the Party Q, $129. $10 more for the Kamado style cookers because you have to add that special adapter on the bottom uh, bottom damper. It runs on AA battery. You can switch it from cooker to cooker to cooker. I affectionately refer to it as the whore of the automatic pit temperature control device market. In a good way. In a good way. Totally good. It's getting a facelift, by the way. 
uh, CyberQ Wi-Fi unit dominating a lot of uh, campsites as well because of its connectivity through Wi-Fi. You do have that ability if you have a bunk in your camper, your toy hall, or whatever you call it, or you know maybe you're the pitmaster. You go off-site to uh, catch some Z's a couple miles down the road at the local Five and Dime or the uh, Super 8 or whatever. Hey, get on the smartphone, see where your cooker's at, and make sure you're fire attendant is doing his job properly and if you need to make the adjustments because he's not because he's sleeping or being drunk or doing a toot off the back of dead hookers you can do it from the comfort of your own bed for your smart device uh, two ways to get in touch with them thebbqguru.com that's thebbqguru.com or you can visit uh, or call them 800-288-GURU that's 800 G-U-R-U. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU or visit the website thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru remains to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back with Dave Bosco right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me, should you see fit. Uh, my next guest was also at the American Royal this past weekend. Uh, you've seen him. He is a darling on the small screen on uh, the season of Barbecue Pitmasters. And uh, owner, purveyor, overall great guy of Butcher Barbecue and ButcherBBQ.com. David Bosco joining me here on the show. Dave, how are you, buddy? Hey, we're doing good, Greg. Good. You know, this is a big weekend. I uh, had Fast Eddie on a couple segments ago, and you know he kind of uh, referred to the American Royal as the mecca of barbecue. Uh, I mean, you've been going to it for a while. You've done competition barbecue for a long time now. I mean, do you consider the American Royal to be the mecca uh, every year? People want to get out and see what it's all about? Yeah, that's probably the biggest one we attend, uh, especially with the public crowd and just the overall team count, that's that's probably the biggest one that we go to. You know, you kind of have a unique perspective uh, this year that I can ask you about that maybe I wouldn't have been able to in years past is the fact that, you know, you did the TV show for Barbecue Pitmasters, and when we were talking about that, you were like, you know, it was pretty intense uh, competition. When you look at this past weekend, cooking an invitational, turning right back around, cooking an open against five, six times more teams than you did the day before, how does that compare? How does that contrast to what you did for the television? Oh, it's two completely different things, in my opinion. Um, the TV show, we had to prepare for anything thrown at us. I'm sorry, we had to prepare for everything <laughs> that was thrown at us. Um, and and the unknown. Uh, this competition, you go to it, you know exactly what you're cooking, when you're cooking when you're turning it in and how it's going to be done. It's no different than what we did the weekend before and what we're going to do the weekend after. Um, and I, I've said several times that the TV show 
that's probably the hardest two category cook-off I've ever done. Um, now you take the American Royal, the Invitational, you're fresh, you're, you're just into town, you're cooking what you, you come to do, taking care of business. You go through all the parties, you're listening to all that, you're up half the night with everybody screaming and yelling, and then comes the open, and you're wore out, you're tired. Um, you go to building with boxes, you just, you know, it takes all you have inside to to make everything perfect, because at a certain point, you're like, that's good enough. Well, it's, it's not good enough, because this is the American World Open. You still have to stop and make everything perfect as if it's the first contest of the weekend. Even though you're that tired, you still have to make it right. Dave, can I call you right back? I think my connection got a little crappy there. Yeah, go right. for it. Going to drop him off real quick and uh, get him right back. I would imagine that you know, you're putting up with that. How unprofessional of me. I apologize. Much better? Oh, yeah, that's much better. All right, thank you very much. Good. Yeah, so, I mean, you get tired and you're almost like, okay, this is good enough, but it's not good enough. No, it's not. You have, you still have to make it perfect, even though you're tired. Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue joining me here on the show. Of course, you know the website by now, butcherbbq.com. Uh, Dave, as you look back over the weekend, how did you find your invitational cook coming together for you? The invitation cook, we thought, went real well. Uh, the food turned out good. I was kind of thinking that our chicken and our pork was a little flat as far as what we like to turn in. But the overall general consensus of the way the boxes went together, if I was cooking back home with the 40, 50 things we compete against, I'd have been excited going to the award saying, hey, we got good stuff. we got a chance to win this one. But I'm cooking against 175 other grand champions. <laughs> I really didn't think that I had put it all together that well. When you get the fourth overall call, I mean, are you uh, – Is it, did that meet or exceed expectation? Uh, or, I mean, is it always winnings first and, you know, everything else is – it's great, but winning first. Well, I'm not going to say exceeds expectations. Expectations is you always better be shooting for the gold. If yep. you don't shoot for the gold, what the hell are you there for? Um, you know, that's just my opinion. You, you're going for first place. If that's not it, what's that TV movie? If, if you ain't first, you're last. Right. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, feel good with the fourth place? Absolutely. You're, you're, you're happy with that. Um, but no, you, you're, you're shooting for first place. I mean, that's what we're all there for. Even the guy in the 174th place, he went shooting for first place. Um, was he happy with the 174th? No. Yeah. Would he have been happy with reserve? He'd have been happy with it just like I was with fourth, but he still wanted first. That's what we're there for. When you turn back around, uh, you know, literally within hours to start going for the oil, uh, the open portion of the Royal, overall results a little different, uh, you know, from fourth in the Invitational to, you know, 252nd or whatever it was overall there. Uh, you know, how does that cook kind of pan out for you, and is that a matter of these uh, terrible tables that we are hearing more and more about on the show? 
Yeah, it was. We had better food in the open than we did in the Invitational. Our brisket was better, our chicken was better, our ribs were probably equal, and our pork was absolutely better. Um, and we knew it was just a matter of hoping that we got two or three real good tables, and we ended up getting no good tables. I think I was right in, uh, I think it was right in the 160s with all, mid, mid to low 160s with all of our food. I don't remember for sure. But um, food was better than that. Um, the judging is what the judging is. And in the open, you have to be a realist, and you have to know it's the American rule. Uh, a good team's going to win it. It's just going to be a matter of which good team gets four good tables. That's the way I look at it. Um, you always hope that you, you're the one good team, but you still have to cook good food. And you know, the guy in 300th place probably ate good food. Now, I'll tell you, my food was just as good, if not better, in the open that was the Invitational. It's just a matter of, of trying to catch those tables. You know, I asked Darren. I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I walked through um, where we walk in to do our turn-in. My site's pretty close to all that. And I had walked into the big convention center, and I was walking over to where they have the trade show. I was going to catch a guy. I needed to pick something up. And we walk in. Oh, I walk in, and I see where there's a sign hanging up. And it says, CBJ's check in here. And I looked at this line of people that went from this curtain, went through this garage area, into where they held the awards, and it turned, and oh my God, there probably was 100, 150 people lined up there waiting to check in. It was CBJ's. And 20 feet over to the side of them, there was another sign that said, non CBJ's check in here. <laughs> and the people that were lined up, they lined up at the same pattern as the CBJ's. It went through the garage area into where we had the awards, turned the corner, and went out through a set of double doors and out into the main hallway. Now, I walked through and I looked at this and I went, oh my God, we're fixing to get hammered. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. There was two-thirds more non-CBJs as there was CBJs standing there wait, ready to get checked in. So, yeah. <laughs> Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue joining me here on the show. Uh, Dave, I asked Darren Worth this question a little bit earlier. I want to get your take on it as well. Is there anything that you don't like or, or that you might like to see tweaked or changed the way competition barbecue sits right now? Anything I see I'd like to get changed. Hmm. That's a good question and a tough question. Um, you could have emailed that to me and I could have thought about it. But no, you wouldn't do that, were you? Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's probably this isn't probably something you guys are talking about on the competition circuit all the time, right? Well, it's um, yeah, we probably do, and you don't even realize it. Let me think for just a minute. Things I'd like to, or anything I'd like to be seen changed. I mean, you know, the thing that uh-huh. keeps me out of even venturing into the competition scene, aside from getting my ass kicked every weekend right off the bat, would be you know the scenario that you're just talking about, and and what seems to be what I guess I thought was more of a myth of hitting a bad table, which really over the past week seems to be the overwhelming reality is you can hit bad tables, and whether you cook the best food or not, you're kind of screwed. That would really piss me off. Well, yeah, but 
anything you do in any competition is subjective to another human's personal preference. I don't care if you're judging um, homemade quilts or PBR uh, uh, bull riding. It is still up to another individual's uh, uh, preference of how that is, how that looks, what that is. And in barbecue, it's the same thing. It is we're all the one thing that I think KCBS has done a good job at is they have set the standards and have defined what we would think is perfectly good ribs, perfectly good pork. They talk about mushiness and all that, yep. um, the texture, all that stuff. They've laid out the ground rules of where we're to be cooking up to, for lack of better words, a level or uh, a line of good cooked, overcooked, undercooked type thing. And we we at least know where the line's drawn in the sand. Other competitions don't. If you're just your basic backyard at your county fair, it's it's all public or whatever you want to call it. That's that is what's liked in that area type food. That's who's going to win that. Um, but at least KCBS has laid out some kind of ground rules. Can it be perfected? I'm sure it can. Um, what would that be? I don't know. I'm not the expert at that. Um, I, I'm not. Uh, I do cook a lot, and I have my preferences on what I think. I have my preferences on where I like to cook, and I'm learning as I go what I think my food's like and where I don't think it is like. So obviously I'm going to spend my money where I think it's like. Um, do I know how to fix it? No, I ain't got. A, I, I've got my ideas, but I ain't got no real clue. No more than anybody else does. Uh, so, would I say that'd be something I'd like to see changed? I don't think it needs an overhaul at all. Um, I kind of like the presentation. I like using garnishment. Um, I may be crazy, but but I like garnishing my boxes. Um, I like the four categories. There's, um, I'm not thrilled with the idea of them changing the pork roll. I think it should have been left alone. Uh, but as far as competition barbecue, I wish it would get a little bit more money in it mm-hmm. to where someone could really make a true living at it. That's Maybe if anything, that's what I'd like. I wish, that, wish there could be some real financial money in it to make some money to where someone could make a living at it. I think that's kind of fun. Uh, now you've put me in a difficult dilemma here. For the last three times I've had you on, I want to ask you about horse meat, but now you're talking about this competition and making money, so horse meat might have to wait for a second. Let me propose this idea to you. You know, I, I asked uh, Fast Eddie about this, and I said, okay. if if you're looking at you know really making money, what about the evolution or the creation of a truly elite circuit of maybe 30, 40, 50 teams. You do 20 or 30 events every year. You're going across the country. And to keep it kind of um, in this vacuum, if you will, you know, because NFL and, and Major League Baseball and hockey, you know, they all have uh, the same set of officials that travel, you know, within those organizations. Why not have the same judges travel to, the, to these competitions with those teams? You get support of some really big sponsorships and there's really big money to be had potentially there. Do you see that as an outrageous statement or perhaps more realistic than people might think? 
I think it's more realistic than what could be thought of. I think that if, ha- if, if, okay, as a competitor, I truly believe that if you want to get to where I want to go with this, you have, we have to tear down the walls between the competitor and the public. Um, the public is what's going to pay our bills to get to the next level. And that has to go with sponsorships. And the sponsorships are not going to come on board if we all climb into our RVs and our great big trailers and hide behind the walls and cook, make our boxes, and walk out with a box and give it to a judge and six people see it. I, I do believe that if we want the sponsorships to come on board, it needs to become more open. It needs to become, and I'm not saying do all your flavors, I mean, do all your recipes in front of um, God and all his creation. Yeah. But you, at a certain point, you have to put something in front of people. If it's nothing more than taking the finished product, it being a table, and, oh, gosh, I, I'm picturing like you see on TV with the NHRA drag racing, and you get your pit crews working behind the fence, and everybody's standing around, and these guys are doing their business. You know, you know how I'm picturing that. Yep. But the only way you're going to get those crews behind these barriers is they got to get paid, and the only way they're going to get paid is get these sponsors to come on board, and yep. they're not going to come on board if the crowd don't show up. They have got to see a benefit for what they're going to give us, and, it, and you know it may start out as a say a ten cook-off deal, um, ten one a month for ten straight months. Uh, and maybe travel to different parts of the region and then maybe add what you'd call a guest barbecue to pick where you got to 10 people that are touring and then it'll give 10 from that local area at each contest. Now that's always an option. That'll allow a 20 team cook off. Right. And I mean, maybe something like that. Um, just shooting from the hip. I don't know. But I do believe it can be done. Um, but as a cooker, we have to tear the walls down and forget about what we've built within ourselves for that to happen. Dave Bosca is the pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue. You can find him, of course, at butcherbbq.com. Uh, I am uh, very grace, uh, grateful that he has uh, sponsored the show for a number of years now. Uh, Dave, uh, congratulations this past weekend with that uh, fourth-place finish and then obviously just competing at the uh, Royal Open. is uh, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy town in many different ways. Uh, but always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look for you again soon. Greg, I appreciate it, and thank you very much. You got it. There he is. Dave Boston, what's your barbecue? Class act right there. I'm telling you right now, one day we are going to have our conversation about horse meat. We're going to talk about horse meat, whether he... That's going to be the question I lead with the next time he's on, I swear. Damn. Uh, Paying the judges. Of course you would have to pay the judges. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be big money to pay judges. People... NFL pays the judges. Major League Baseball pays the judges. There's big money there. I am in no way, no way, saying that competition barbecue could be at that level. Matthew 
telling me, Greg, you should get a French chef to talk to you about horse meat. Oh, my. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. All right, gang. Uh, Tasty Licks Barbecue. We're going to be talking to Fred here in just a second. Trusted online retailer, longtime supporter of this show. We're going to be speaking with Fred in just a few minutes. We'll probably be talking about some of the new products that he is carrying, like the Kamado Joe cookers, the Meadow Creek cookers, all that good stuff. Of course, you know that he is one of the most high-profile Big Green Egg dealers anywhere in the country. They get a lot of accessories for the Big Green Egg that you can't get anywhere else. They are made specifically for Fred, those parts in stock, ready to ship to you. Also, Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, now carrying Harry Sue's new chicken rub. The Injections, all the heavy hitters, Butcher Barbecue, a Cosmos Q, every type of barbecue guru and their associated accessories. Tasty Licks, a Green Mountain Grill pellet dealer as well. And as Fred says here on the show, he'll probably say it again, are providing a number of classes to the public. We'll probably talk about those. And Fred teaches a lot of those, but he's bringing in some of the heavy hitters on the uh, competition circuit as well. Attention teams, Tasty Licks is your competition headquarters. All supplies for competition teams, pans in different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turning boxes for practice. Make it your one-stop shop. Tasty Licks, bbq.com, place to go. So head on over right now. Enjoy the videos that Fred puts up on his page as well. Plenty to choose from. And don't forget the Tasty Licks manufactures their own line of rubs and sauces too. Got to try those. They are top-notch. Uh, when you order, drop Fred a line that you heard him about. That you heard about him here on this show. Let him know his support of the show appreciated. And you're going to appreciate him right back by ordering from TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. And uh, why not have a little conversation with the smoking guitar player? But first, Sweet Smoke Q to give away. How about that? Stand by for some Sweet Smoke Q. Now's the time on the show where we give stuff away. It's free and you don't have to pay a thing, that's why it's free, yeah. All right, uh, Jim Elser donating a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q, sweetsmokeq.com. If you don't want to try and win tonight the free bottle, go right to sweetsmokeq.com and order some, or 10, whatever you like. You send me an email in the subject line, Dave Bosca Butcher BBQ. Dave Bosca Butcher BBQ, and you will win a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice from Jim Elser and the team Sweet Smoke Q. Again, the website, sweetsmokeq.com. Good luck. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we do have a winner, Gary Weaver. Gary, send me your shipping info. Uh, new email, Gary, and just put uh, Q Juice in the subject line with your shipping info. I'll get that over to Jim, and you are a winner, as they say. You, sir, are a winner. Me. Oh, where the hell did it go? There it is. See if we can do the video. Uh, you want to jump in tonight, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with me, should you see fit. All right, joining me now, Pitmaster of Tasty Licks Barbecue Competition Cooking Team, the head purveyor at Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, 
Let's welcome uh, your friend and my friend, Fred Bernardo, to the show. Fred, how are you, buddy? Fred. Hello, Fred. Get that big stuff out of here. Fred, you there? Maya, is this thing on? Hello. Right? Let's try again. You know what they say? Fail once, try. The person whom oh. you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. That's bull. Video call me. But I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. <clears throat> He's calling me back. Here we go. Skype is such a bitch sometimes. It's one of those crazy things. All right. Uh, joining me now, Fred Bernardo. Casey looks barbecue. Fred, how are you, buddy? Fred, I can't hear you at all. Unmute yourself. How about now? Now I can hear you. There he is. No. Damn mute button. Even Lily, the spoken retriever, a cookie. She lives under my desk. <laughs> how about it, Lillian? Come on. Oh, well, anyway. How you doing, Greg? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, too. Am I, am I on camera? Yeah, you're on I, camera. I, I saw split screen here. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're good. There you are. full, Fully live right there. How about that? Well, look, look at that. that. Wow. You kind of look mysterious Plus, there. You got the backlight. You got the the computer screen bouncing off the lenses of the glasses. Wow, cool. Very mysterious. Uh, Maybe Fred, I... Oh. Fred, you're a music oh. professional. I was in my former lifetime. That's correct. Uh You've written some songs about barbecue as uh, well-established on this show. So let me take your ear just for a second. Tell me what you think of this original by Joe Haynes from Obsessive Compulsive Barbecue. Hold on. Let me get through the voiceover the thing here real quick. And I'll pump it up for you. Who's the VOG there, anyway? Who's the who? It's the, <laughs> the, the voice there. You're um, a bumper voice. You're, you're announcer. That's uh, David Lee. Okay, check, check this out. He kicks tires, and he lights fires. That's a little better than those ones I played. You, know? you think? Yeah, I think a little bit. That's a nice telly sound. Nice telly sound there he's got. Well, I mean, you play live on the show. He's in, you know, probably a four- or six-track recorder in his basement somewhere, uh, becoming high polish. Yes, and I'm, I'm used to just playing the guitar. I'm not really a singer, and I think uh, that became pretty obvious. <laughs> All right, Fred. So, <laughs> and I'm not a songwriter either. <laughs> a lot of things well, to get to. How did that one go? Good chicken gone bad. That was my best, good. my biggest hit so far. I mean, it's uh, good. <laughs> Words can't describe how awesome that song was. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, so big competition. Well, you know, this was a big weekend for competitions. If you go all the way to the left coast, Dana Point, California, had uh, nearly a hundred team uh, run over uh, at Dana Point. As I said, of course, you move a little bit farther east. You had the American Royal that had like seven hundred fifty-eight thousand teams, and then all the way over towards the east coast in uh, Atlantic City, there was one of them there barbecue competitions, uh, and there was uh, well over a hundred teams there. Was it well over a hundred teams? It was 85 teams. I'm sorry. Okay, so well over 70 teams. We'll but call they, it 85. They had 50, 50 on the waiting list. Wow. So, uh, you know, plenty to choose from there. Uh, you were one of the teams that took part in that competition. Did you hear That's... any talk about teams excited to be closer to home instead of making the run out to the Royal and having such a, a really good payout at the Atlantic City as well? 
Well, uh, we were. You, know, you also have to mention Harris, uh, Harrisburg, which is usually the one everybody yeah, goes to here. Correct. They that's had right. 50 or 60 also. Yeah. I mean, and that's uh, that's an hour from us. But, yeah, the Atlantic City thing, uh, it's going to be huge. It's a great facility. Uh, there's lots of money down there in the casinos. And uh, these guys, uh, I think, know what they're doing. And uh, it doesn't matter when they're going to have it. They're going to have hundreds of teams eventually. I mean, I think that'll be the biggest one on the East Coast, maybe even just next year. Well, probably next year. Wow. Um, you know, I think Salisbury has about 120 usually. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this was a good – it was a good thing, very good thing. So there was obviously probably a lot of positive buzz coming out of it. Uh, how did the cook go for the Tasty Licks team? Well, I got to tell you, the cook went fantastic. Uh, every we hit our numbers, we hit our marks. Everything was perfect. Everything was the best I've ever cooked. And uh, talking to other other people around us and a lot of the other teams, good and bad, almost everybody told me it was the best they ever cooked. So you know, you wow. have a whole season where you're doing these contests and you're getting better and better and better and better. And bang, this one right at the end of the year. I, I think that's pretty much what happened. But boy, the judging was just brutal. <laughs> and uh, now that we can see those table scores, it it becomes very disheartening. You know, very disheartening. I, I, my pork, uh, my pork went to a table that I won the table, and the best you could do if you went to that table was thirty third, which is wow. what we placed. Wow. Um, that, that I heard Ed talking about that two level judging thing. Yeah. I'd love to have my food judged by the same judges that judged everybody else's. I know it's impossible for one judge to eat one hundred and fifty bites of pork, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'd love I'd love to see the uh, better the better boxes, and I you know I've table captained, I've judged, and I and you know there's the better boxes, and then there's the the, the rest of them, and uh, the guys that are serious, you can obviously see them when they're in front of you. It'd be great if they went off to another set of judges and everybody tasted everything or something. I don't know, I don't really know the answer. All I know is when you win the table and you're thirty third, uh, <laughs> you know, then there's Tuffy who does one or two and wins them. You know, well, it's. Uh... I, I was just. It seems to have been kind of the the unforeseen hot topic of the night with the pitmasters that we've been talking with, and you know Dave was just talking about it as well. How frustrating it is to you know hit or or grab these bad tables, which you know honestly when I started doing the show, I, I didn't really hear about it that much. You'd hear it here and there talking about well we hit a bad table, and all of a sudden over the last year or so. It's become more and more prevalent on the show with pitmasters talking about it, and then you know we even talked about it over the well, now weekend. Now we see the scores. Yeah, well, you're seeing scores, and and unfortunately, We're seeing the table rank for me, it's like, well, this isn't a wives' tale. This is reality, and yep. it goes so to me, it goes right back to you know for for all of the cases that I could make against spending that money, and, and who am I to tell anybody how they should spend six seven hundred dollars on a weekend? But if you're going to get – if you can catch a bad table and cook really well, that's got to be really frustrating. It, it's extremely frustrating. And I, I got to tell you, up until July of this year, it was sort of a wives' tale or something. But uh, I table captained at, at uh, contest at Gettysburg. That was the first week they put the new software into effect. Yeah. And you can look at those scores and see – and actually see there are bad tables. And, for instance, this at this Atlantic City, I mean, this, this brisket I turned in was absolutely – the best I've ever had. I mean, just amazing. And I had a first and second in brisket earlier this year, and this came in 17th. Matter <laughs> of fact, I look, I got my $100 chip right here. 17th in brisket, 100 bucks. Not Ooh. bad, huh? I'll take All I got to do is go down to the Taj Mahal and get in and out of there without dropping more than that. <laughs> I can get Lily some new food with this. How about it, Lily? What do you think? Anyway, all right, uh, Fred Bernardo. So you know, I, I was I was having some trouble. I, I don't know if you wondered what I was doing here, but 
I was having some trouble with my probe. Yeah. yeah not my probe. This here, the thermometer probe. Right. Know? That's why I was trying to fix it earlier. Were you uh, Were you trying to, to test uh, internal temperatures? Uh, right. Yeah. I'm, I was I was thinking about doing that later on tonight. Maybe I'm going to I might take a shot at that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Fred Depends Bernardo. Mrs. Smoking Guitar Player. Hey, you never know. Uh, Fred joining me here on the show. TastyMixBBQ.com. Yeah, it could happen. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so what other uh, are, are you done for the competition season now? You still got yeah. a couple left yet or what? No, that's that's it for me. I did 11 and, uh, you know, it. It really takes a lot of time, and uh, I <laughs> luckily my daughter's there at the business helping me now, Corey. Uh, to, you know, taking a major part, and my main guy Toby there taking a major part, and they they hold the thing up while I'm away over the summer, and maybe will when I retire. I don't know, but uh, you know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, and it's just nice if you just get one once in a while, and I do get one once in a while, so I'm you know that keeps me going, but it it is disheartening with the. Uh, you know, uh, it, what it is, is it's like having a race like the Indy 500 and you drive around for five or six hours and then the race ends and everybody waits in a room and then you go into a room and they tell you who won and, but you never know why, you know? <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, if there's anything that gets me out of the sport, that'll be it, man. I, I'm like, uh, Roger Penske was, uh, local, was local here for years and his company motto is effort equals results. And I'm an effort equals results guy. And when you put yeah. in the effort, you don't get the results, boy. Ugh. Yeah. But you know, toughy does one or two and wins so uh I, I haven't been in it that long these a lot of these many of your listeners or viewers have been in it for a very long time so they know better than i do that's for sure all right fred so let's transition a little bit obviously um you also uh, are the guy that has a tasty licks barbecue supply in beautiful shillington pennsylvania uh not only is it a dominant online presence but it's actually a place that you can stop in uh, get some demos going, and, and you have these great classes that you offer. You teach a lot of them. You're also bringing in some of the top names in the industry. What do you have coming up here for these kind of fall, winter months type thing? Okay, well, uh, aside from the ones that I do or the local people do, uh, you know, I'm I'm talking to quite a few uh, big, let's say big name, I guess you would say, pitmasters. Top We're men. hoping to have top guys, uh, somebody probably in the fall, and then in the spring I traditionally have. Last spring I had Harry Sue. The year before that, I had Todd Johns from the Plowboys, yeah. and uh, we'll have one in the spring. I just have to work out the logistics. You know, I, I, I don't want it to be too cold, although we can do most of the class in, inside, and that's how we've been doing it lately. Class inside, smokers outside, etc. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to be doing. Pizza classes, uh, all the barbecue classes uh, on a local basis. Some are free, some you pay a little bit of money, and then the uh, national pitmasters, of course, get their regular fees, but they got a lot of expenses. I mean, we go to a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, Harry Sue basically lived at my store. He was at my store at four o'clock in the morning, two nights <laughs> in a row. So, uh, I mean, it, it, that guy, that guy's an amazing, he's a fireball. That guy, he put in so many hours over that weekend. He taught two classes, you know, he did two right in a row. Yeah. Very. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to have. Somebody, somebody good. Watch the website. If you go to the website, there's a little box on there. It says, uh, you know, get on our newsletter. My daughter sends out a nice newsletter every week, and that's where we'll be announcing it. You can just go right on and register. So uh, we're going to have announcements on there very soon. Now, what about your store? I mean, you, you have a place where people can go into. Uh, are you adding anything, adding anything new? Are you expanding? Uh, you know, what's happening with the actual physical location itself? Well, there's always new stuff. As you mentioned, you know, we now, uh, we're now we a major Kamado Joe dealer. We have everything they make, parts, the whole deal. Same thing with Mac Pellet Grills. We're real uh, happy to have them around. Of course, Green Mountain, we've always sold a lot of. They have a new grill coming out, uh, a small one for tailgating that's going to be perfect for competition. Yeah. It runs on 12 volts. Yep. 
So you can just plug it into a 12 volt power supply. It means you don't have to worry about that electric dropping off in the middle of the night at a contest. Uh, I got to tell you, I, you know, I used I used pellet grills la uh, two years ago, and that electricity is a real problem. You know, you get everything, you get all your meat on there, and you look over half an hour later, and the lights are out, and everything's off. So this thing will run on 12 volts. You plug it into your car, cigarette lighter, or one of those power supplies, and uh, it's going to be small, but it'll hold a big brisket or maybe two butts. And I think that's going to be great. So we'll have them as soon as they come out, probably next month. And, you know, a lot of other little things, too. You know, I think we just started carrying the ribolators. And, you know, we're constantly adding more and more things. Uh, Rod Gray's sauces, you know, eat barbecue. Yep. Rod Gray's sauces and rubs we uh, just put in and sent out a flyer last week. We're selling a lot of that stuff. You know, we have all the Plowboys stuff. Of course, we compete with them every almost every week. And uh, one, of, one of the greats, one of the, one of the greats. And uh, we have all their rubs and things in stock, too. All right, so I know we're – it sounds crazy that I'm going to ask you this, but what do you think – you're a prognosticator, you're a businessman, you, you have to kind of gamble a little bit, if you will, on the business, but what do you think are going to be some of those hot items to get the barbecue or griller in your life for the holiday season? Boy, I'll tell you, you know, uh, I can tell you what we sell. I mean, we, we have gift baskets and gift boxes of our rubs, the Tasty Licks rubs and sauces, and we have some with other brands too, but most of it's our brand. And, uh, you know, my rubs and sauces are on a lot of those a lot of those winning turn-in boxes. Yeah. You know, nobody knows who, who it is except me because I, <laughs> I sell them or I have some guys that I help out and we give some to. But uh, anyway, gift boxes are great. You can just go on the website. And I had a guy stop me this week in Atlantic City and uh, just – just a, a passerby, you know, because they had a they had an event there, so they had pub, the public in there. Yeah. And I had a guy come up to me telling me he 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 ordered twelve online from me last year and had them sent right to his relatives from us. Really? So uh, yeah, so that that's a great thing because everybody, even if it's a griller, we have them for grillers, we have them for uh, the pizza makers, we have them for turkey special turkey ones, and uh, you know, very cool thing. If you know the person just likes to cook, you can just uh, get them one of those, and you can have us send it if you want to. But, you know, you know, cookers, uh, big green eggs, uh, Kamado Joe's will be real good. Kamado Joe has a small has a small uh, Kamado coming out. That's going to be a real cool thing. Also, you know, real desirable. That'll be a nice thing for Christmas. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I tell you, I have people that say they shop in my store. You know, locals come into my store for every person they buy a gift for. Uh, everything on the website is in our store. That's got to be thousands of items. I mean, that's got to be a great thing, especially with the local crowd. To you know that they're kind of supporting a local business, especially yeah. uh, a barbecue and a grilling business, no less. Yeah, um, and you know we get we get a lot of people driving in from amazing distances, <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh. You know, five hours one way. I have people that come from there all the time, and just once a year, maybe twice a year, if they have reason to come my direction. And people on vacations that are going in the area, maybe they're going to Hershey Park or. Uh, visiting the Cabela's store near us. They always make sure they stop by. And uh, I've had people from Australia that were touring the United States. Wow. We get people from Canada regularly. So, you know, yeah, nice little store. It's a small store, you know. It's a destination. It's, it's like a destination. It. Yeah, Absolutely. can you believe it? I can believe yeah. it. It's in tropical yeah. Shillington, Pennsylvania, from what I've heard. That's right. Beautiful downtown, right. except it isn't either. That's you know, I do have one thing I did want to mention to you. We were talking about Kamado Grills. Yeah, it's, it's not beautiful, and there's no downtown. Right. Just think of it. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about the uh, Kamado-style grills. You know, we sell yeah. and have manufactured Nomex gaskets uh, for these things. We were the first guys in the business. I'd like to think we're the best. Uh, and I, have, working with a company that make, actually makes these things, we've been testing uh, adhesives. 
because to date, the best way to replace the gasket and put a Nomex on your uh, Big Green Egg or your Kamado Joe, Grill Dome, Primo, whatever, is to use the 3M Super 77 spray glue and the Nomex gasket. And we've been working on a pressure-sensitive adhesive, which is you know already on the gasket yep. that you just push down and stick on. But none of them were any good. They, they didn't hold the temperature. Um, I, I tried a couple of times, and they just weren't up to snuff. But I, we finally have found the right adhesive that we can do at the right price. Really? We're just about ready to put them into production. And uh, they're going to be every bit as good as uh, using the 3M adhesive on there. So uh, if you need to replace your gasket and you want to put a Nomex on there and uh, you don't want to bother with the spray can, we're going to have the real thing pretty soon. All right. We'll so, look forward uh, to that. There you go. Absolutely. Fred Bernardo from Tasty Licks Barbecue. You can find him at TastyLicksBBQ.com. Fred, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Greg. Cool, man. Take care. All right, you got it. There he is. The smoking guitar player. Next time a song, Fred. Next time a song. Can't just come on my show and not sing me a new Barbecue One song or, you know, whatever it would be. Remember Barbecue One? Man, that was my jam back in the day. Barbecue One. All right, before we close out tonight and uh, get to giving away the free eye grill, the $80 eye grill, by the way. <clears throat> Uh, quick, let me talk to you about my friend Stephen DeFranco at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Look, you know, we talk all the time about, you know, knowing somebody in an industry or a business. And from time to time, you might need, I mean, not everybody's buying jewelry, you know, willy-nilly. You got a billion dollars you can throw around and you're wiping your ass with $100 bills or what have you. But sometimes uh, there's a special occasion coming up or you want to, you know, Take your gift giving to the next level and really emote a feeling or whatever properly. And you want to do it with a piece of jewelry. Hey, call my guy, Stephen DeFranco. StephenDeFranco.com, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O. That's the website. Or you can call him 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. Resist every fiber of your being telling you to get to some chain jewelry store going to talk with some 19-year-old punk who is wearing a suit that's three sizes too big for him because he took it off the rack. Dude. Deal with Steve or one of his staff. I mean, if you want to get the best price, ask for Steve when you call. And uh, he's kind of the expert that's along for the journey. You know, don't get sold get educated and that's what steve's there to do you don't want to get sold into something that maybe you don't need or that you really can't afford or that you feel like you're getting talked into and now you're feeling uncomfortable and you're just going to do it so you can get out of there you don't want any of that he's going to ask you a bunch of questions he's going to make sure that you are capturing the right feeling that you are meeting budget expectations he's going to give you a bunch of different options to choose from and then in the end, you're the one that's going to be pulling the trigger. He's not going to be giving you the choice clothes or the assumptive clothes or the ABC clothes. Nothing like that. He's just going to give you all the knowledge that you need to make a informed decision, and he's going to leave it up to you. Maybe you don't buy anything that day. He's not going to lock the door, pull out a gun, and tell you to buy it at gunpoint. That's not Steve. Sometimes that's Steve, but it's not really Steve. Come back in a week, come back in a month, whatever. Once you feel comfortable, make that purchase from him. And then realize that that's probably the place you're going to be doing a lot of your jewelry shopping. Uh, he's also got artisan bowls. He's got uh, Venetian glass jewelry. He's got those Camille uh, bracelets that are like Pandora watches. Uh, the wedding band and engagement ring superstore, as they say. 
Uh, you visit him on the website, stephendefranco.com. You call him, 440-943-2700. Uh, iGrill coming up. Stick around. Broadcasting All right, you can win an iGrill. iGrill time. You send me an email, and in the subject line, smoking guitar player showtime. Smoking guitar player showtime. You win a free iGrill. Does it get any better than that? Hell no. Get that big stuff out of here. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. This must have been a popular giveaway because I just got a whole bunch right in a row. Winner, first one in, believe it or not, Sylvie! Sylvie Curry wins the $80 Bluetooth Eye Grill. Uh, Sylvie, send me your shipping info. And I will get that to Leanne and she'll get you hooked up. Uh, you need an Android or a iPhone. Works on either one, but you got to have you know one of those. I believe it, it will not work with a BlackBerry. Does anybody even have BlackBerry? <laughs> nobody got time for that. Uh, BlackBerry's new slogan. Oh no! We suck again. Thank you. All right, uh, let's get out of here in the first hour. We talked with Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D, American Royal, Open Grand Champ. Then we talked with Fast Eddie Marin. Second hour, we talked with Dave Bosk of Butcher Barbecue, ButcherBBQ.com. And then we wrap the show with smoking guitar player Fred Bernardo. We're going to be doing some giveaways with him next week. It's wonderful. Uh, if you are cooking with raw cast iron, season it each and every time. Hit it with a brush, then a little Pam, a little Crisco, let it burn back in each and every time. Generations of rust research. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And we will see you back here tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Wednesday edition of the Barbecue Central Show. Until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.